And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. podcast on the athletic network it's tuesday february 14th 2023 happy valentine's day to you lovebirds i'm j.e skeets here in the classic factory and alongside me as always tass mellis podcast listeners this is for you next to tassie is the bearded one my top shot hot boy trey kirby ayo ayo and last but not least over yonder making the magic happen super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Like the vid, subscribe, comment away. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. The perfect Valentine's Day gift. Uh, we dropped a new jersey on Friday. There are a few left. Seven to oh. be exact. Yeah, oh. I believe there's uh, five XLs and two double XLs. That's all that's left. You better beat Greg Ostertag to the website. Oh, you think he's going to pick one up? Oh, yeah, double X. Yeah, of course. Uh, and because that is a Salt Lake City-inspired jersey, we have a few tickets left for our No Dunks Live show in Salt Lake City this Friday, February 17th at the Urban Lounge. Hit that link in the show notes. Come hang out with your boys. And uh, if you want to get a VIP meet-and-greet package, hang out an hour before the show, get preferred seating. Take advantage of that. Costs you a little bit more, but oh, a priceless experience. Hanging out with us an hour before we go on stage. See how nervous we are. <laughs> how jittery we are. Going over our show notes. Are you leading up down? Am I doing it? Which order are we going here? Mm-hmm. Does your mic work? What'd you think about soundcheck? That's what we'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking over logistics. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure to get your VIP ticket to hear about the logistics. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, what comes with your ticket is um, a link to our Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be nice. <laughs> so you can see Just us read work. access. No editing. <laughs> no, of course Sorry. not. That's can't. the V-I-V-I-P. Yeah, I can't <laughs> trust you with that. Uh, all right. On today's podcast, uh, we're going to hit the beach and answer a few of your uh, questions that you guys sent in. They're all all-star weekend related so we'll do that a little bit later in the show but let's start with the games there were 11 on last night we'll try and touch on as many as possible let's start though with the blazers hitting 23 three-pointers as they beat the lebronless lakers 127 115 lebron misses his third game in a row after uh setting the all-time scoring record and people are wondering what's going on is it his foot is it his ankle when's he coming back wednesday what the hell anyway what'd you think yeah we were on playback last night watching uh, some of the early games and the takes were getting hot around (laughs) lebron it it was a very non no dunksy conversation it was one of those other sports talk conversations but it is true he hasn't played 
since he set the record. Mm -hmm. And he played after he set the record in that game, in the fourth quarter of that game. But even that fourth quarter, he kind of wasn't playing. He was taking a backseat to everybody else. He has had imaging on that foot. So there is a problem. But it sure feels like, just from this perspective, that he could be playing through it. It's more like he's hurt and not injured. Mm -hmm. There's that difference, it feels like. Uh, And... Obviously, uh, the team on the floor. Let's give a little credit to the Blazers. Hell yeah. Moving that thing around, moving that rock around yesterday. Everybody hitting threes. They got out to a 34-point first quarter. Starting their new guys, Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel that they picked up at the trade deadline. Even Thibel was hitting threes last night. Oh yeah. Shane Sharp doesn't hit a lot of threes off the bench. The the young rook, the 19-year-old, the three looks good, though. Uh, everybody feeling it, and uh, I guess what the problem was with on the Lakers side, just the defensive connectivity. It's just a little too late. It, it feels like to get this thing together. You look up and down the Western Conference standings. We'll get to the to the Mavs, who have lost two in a row. Now you lose a couple games, and you got probs. And so the Lakers, yeah, they improved, um, but you got to put it together right away. And they're starting from a deficit because they're so far back in the 13th seed in the Western Conference, and it's going to be hard for them to come back. Period. This is what Chris Haynes said about LeBron's foot, I believe on his uh, new podcast there with Stein. Quote, the way it was explained to me is that sometimes it flares up different sides of his foot, depending on the cut, the way that he plants certain times. And they went on to say it's something that might linger all season long. And then Haynes later went on to say, though, they're saying it's the ankle. So it was the foot. The ankle, they're all connected, <laughs> Dr. Kirby. Uh, but yeah, we did get into this, like, what's going on here? He's at the Super Bowl. He was working out before the game yesterday with Phil Handy. There was footage going around. Obviously, they decided to sit him down. He's played a ton of minutes. I mean, for a guy that is 38 years old, he played a ton of minutes in January. Was a part of that trying to get the uh, all-time scoring record? Possibly. But by all accounts, he's going to come back on Wednesday. Just in time for the All-Star game. Right. I love it. I love it. We got to see LeBron in this big-time All-Star showcase that has no impact on the Lakers' season. I'm with you, Skeets. You need some rest. The guy's 38 years Mm -hmm. old. He literally carried their team while Anthony Davis missed a huge chunk of time. He's a very nice 69th in total minutes in the league, at least heading into last night's games. This is the most minutes per game he's played since 2018. This is the Lakers' 2018 season. I don't know if people are noticing the parallels here. Star guard who isn't living up to the hype. We got to get him out. The vibes are bad until he gets out, and the team is good but not great. But the Lakers right now, they need wins. They're two and a half games out of 10th seed right now. They're yeah. still six games under 500. LeBron put a ton of public pressure on Rob Polinka to make moves. Polinka made moves, and then LeBron hasn't even played with the guys yet. So that's the thing. It's like, yeah, maybe the defensive connectivity isn't there. There are certainly issues on the court, but the main thing is. Their star is not playing in games that they absolutely need to win. And yeah, Portland, they were on fire last night. 23 three-pointers, 17 in the first half. It was either Lillard, Cook, and Austin Reeves, which you'll take that matchup 100 times out of 100 if you're the Blazers, or a wide-open shot for a guy like Watford or Thibel. Shooting's contagious. Mm -hmm. They're getting wide-open looks was the plan from Darvin Ham, (laughs) the Ham plan. They did such a good job, the Lakers did, against the Warriors, taking away their three-pointers. It was crazy to see them playing completely different um, against the Blazers team that's trying to do the same thing. So I thought uh, pretty poor planning uh, from Darvin and the crew. And then disappointing, if you're a Lakers fan, to not see LeBron out there when theoretically they're trying to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, they're 5-9 and nine now in games that LeBron doesn't play this season. Just um, <laughs> sort of their record when LeBron does play in terms of winning percentage. Nah, no, no, I guess it's better when he is playing. But <laughs> Slightly better, yeah. Yeah, slightly better. But, uh, yeah, they need these. And this is a team they're, they're going to be competing against. 
in theory, for one of these spots, is the other part. Like, no one would be making a big deal about this at all, of course, if the Lakers' record was flipped, right? And they were, you know, comfortably in a playoff position, or, you know, somewhere they're, they're flirting with home court advantage in a first round. No one would care. Everyone would be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys, 38, ton of minutes, got the record. All-star week, it's a strange week as it is. You got new pieces. Yeah, rest up. But the difference is here, like, they need these W's. And, like, you just start looking at how many games are left and start crunching, like, what they have to go to even have a chance to get in the play-in, potentially even on the road in the play-in. And it's like, wow, it's it's getting late early, Tass. I like that saying. Oh, I escape. love that line. Put it on a magnet. It's going to feel like that in Utah when we're doing a show, Mountain Time Zone. <laughs> it's getting late in the show, but it's early, I guess. It's getting early late, probably the better saying. Anyway, you know, you can manipulate what? it however you want. <laughs> it's getting early late here in Salt Lake City. It's time to call it a day. <laughs> anyway, uh, the... Can't wait for you to say that uh, on yeah, stage. Yeah, I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with, but i got a few days to think about it. Uh, it is getting late for the Lakers. Trey brought up a really good win against the Warriors on Saturday. They fought, they scrapped uh, against uh, the Warriors, but... This team just can't do it multiple games in a row. They can't string multiple games in a row. They'd lost multiple games in a row before that uh, win against the Golden State Warriors where they did scrap, they did fight, and the con- connectivity was better. But the Blazers yeah, just started raining down, and the, the Lakers still have that problem, even though Malik Beasley, who they got as part of their you know triumvirate of, of guys that they, they brought over at the trade deadline, Along with D'Angelo Russell, he came. He hit six threes off the bench. He led the team in scoring mm-hmm. off the bench. You get that, but you don't get enough uh, defensive effort. And who's that on? Uh, it, uh, to me, yes, we can talk about LeBron, but Anthony Davis has not lived up to his billing since coming back from his injury. I mean, you've got to you got to run a defense. You got to get these guys to scrap a little bit more. And it's all going on on Braun here and talking about his foot slash ankle slash being old, like. If you want to come in the VIP and, and look at all of our bodies and all our injuries, I'm sure we've got a ton of them as well. I mean, you know, we're not going to take off our clothes, but oh, I'm okay. saying. You ankle. can pay extra for that. An- yeah, V, 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 V. Ankle slash foot slash. LeBron is definitely playing through stuff. Uh, Anthony Davis got to play through stuff too and get some dubs here. But it's it, there's six games under 500. So, yeah, the play-in tournament's on the horizon. It, it's it's there for the taking, the play-in tournament spot. But then – then they're they're screwed. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, feels exactly. like beyond they gotta, that. They gotta play their best basketball of the season for two months straight to get the eighth seed. Right. And mm-hmm. then try and win there and then go into the actual playoffs and try to win another three series. Once they started two and ten, it was over for the Lakers, and you're seeing it now. That was eight games under five hundred. We're now two and a half months further on down the line. They're six games under five hundred. Yeah. Every game counts. Uh, Darvin Ham said the team had no answer for Lillard last night. He had 30 in the first half. Yeah, so that that's was true. true. He said, quote, aside from stealing his sneakers, I don't know what else you could do. <laughs> that is uh, galaxy brain thinking there from the coach, though. He should have tried to steal his sneakers. They always have replacements, obviously, back in the locker room. But how many times would you have to steal a superstar's sneakers in a game for him to be like, damn. They got them all. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) How many sneakers does Damian Lillard have at the arena? I'd love to know. Somebody get on that. Jason Quick, if you could ask some questions, that'd be great. I'm sure somebody would drive them in from his house. Or or like a a teammate could give him a pair. Yeah, Yeah, Lillard's probably not a very 
odd size. <laughs> what, like, what size is Damian Lillard? I'm sure it's out there. 15? Oh, okay. yeah, I don't know. 14? I was going like to guess. I'll go with 13. Yeah, he's smaller. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Anyway. Shoe shy. Uh, anyway, but 16? Whole, like, Come on. He likes some roomy. 16? <laughs> yeah. That's a big foot, How tall man? is Damian Lillard? Lies. Six feet? That's six lies. 6'2", 195? 6'2". Okay, so that means he's really 6'1", probably. Exactly. That's a big foot, man. <laughs> no. That's a big foot. Trey Kirby is... I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous of this man's feet. I got three inches on this guy, and he's got... I don't want to say that. He's got four and a half shoe sizes on me. That's like that's like a thirteen year old. A whole thirteen year old's foot could fit in there. Damian Lillard oh. could uh, play very comfortably in these uh, big red boots that everybody's rocking. I saw Seth Rollins in the WWE was wearing them last night. Yeah, uh, Lillard has scored at least twenty four points in each of his last nineteen games, and he's averaging thirty six point nine points per game, seven point four assists per game, with shooting percentages of fifty one point one from the field, thirty nine from deep and 94.5% at the line. He's basically automatic there over that span. That's 19-20 games. He is, this is, happens really every year with Lillard, where there is that you know three- to four-week stretch where he's just one of the best scorers in the game, and you're like reminded of it as he tries to drag his team to a play-in or a playoff spot. Yeah, it doesn't really matter who the Lakers had on him. We can you know poke fun at whoever guarding him, but you set a pick for this guy. He's, he's going to go off. It's more of the team defense thing. I think that was the problem. And maybe they just missed Russell Westbrook. I'm kidding. It's Russell Westbrook's defense is not going to be a uh, not going to bring you to wins. But I just wanted to bring up his name because the bullcrap that Russ's name took after the trade deadline that he was the locker room cancer. Come on. Anyway, just wanted to say that just in 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 his defense. Uh, Matisse Thybul, just back to him. Awesome start there for the Blazers. 14.6 boards, four three-pointers made, two assists, one steal, three blocks. He filled up the box score. And I saw from Basketball Reference here this morning, Thibel, third player in NBA history to record at least four threes and three blocks in his first game with a new team. The other people to do it, it's just insane. Andre Ingram, the Lakers great. <laughs> Andre Ingram. He did it in his first game. They can uh, use him, man. They need three-point shooting. They do. He hit four threes. He had three blocks in the 2018 season there in April when he got called up. And then, this is the wildest part of this stat. Danielle Marshall did it twice. Mm. Weird. He did it with the Raptors in 03, and he did it in his first game there with the uh, Wolves in 1994. Danielle Marshall, Andre Ingram, and now Batiste Stiebel. I doubted Danielle Marshall once. Lang Whitaker came at me on, on Twitter. He said, what the hell? He was great at UConn. And he was a fine NBA player as well. Of course. I will say, you know, watching Josh Hart that we'll get to in, in, in the way he's playing in his early days with the New York Knicks coming over from the Blazers, some of this is just a little, we're high right now. Oh, sure, sure. Thibault's not going to shoot that well from three forever well is, he might that... he might if they're wide open shots <laughs> yeah. i mean they, they were the guarding Lakers him the, the guy who was guarding him was standing in the lane yeah. letting him shoot wide open threes he's not a great shooter no <laughs> but the place he's going to be the best shooter is wide open from his preferred corner with not even a contest on him yeah so i don't know i saw darvin ham said um they checked the analytics at halftime <laughs> and their shot quality would have been first in the league yeah, defensively. Yeah. Yeah, they was... gave up 17 threes. I mean, sure, process, stats, it matters. <laughs> but also, the scoreboard matters, and seeing the shots go in. You can't leave a guy wide open like that. You can do it in the playoffs. Fine. <laughs> right. Try it. Let the pressure get to him. But there was no pressure on the Blazers last night. They saw no LeBron. They said, we can win this game. 
Let's keep it moving here. Kyrie's 26 points in the fourth quarter. Not enough as the Mavericks fall to the Wolves. TK, why don't you get us started on this one? Any takeaways? Uh, I guess the only takeaway is the end. Like, we got to talk about the end. The Mavericks came back. Kyrie Irving, 26 points in the fourth quarter. The most he's ever had in a quarter, which was pretty surprising because we've seen some incredible quarters uh, from Kyrie. I saw he also... Uh, is the only one to have a 20-point quarter for the Mavericks other than Luka. No surprise yep. uh, this season. But it came down to the final play. Just like it came down to the final play on Saturday night for the Mavericks against the Kings, Luka didn't pass it to Kyrie Irving. He said, I should have passed it back to him. I'll do better next time. So this time, <laughs> Luka and Kyrie just passed back and forth <laughs> like 10 times at the top of the key trying to get a wide-open three uh, to tie things against the Timberwolves. Uh, they just couldn't get the right shot off and they were probably too close to each other. I mean, they were within yeah. six to seven feet, both being defended pretty well. Uh, so shout out to the Timberwolves for two things on that one. Good defense. And also deciding not to foul up three. Apparently Chris Finch said the team said, we're going to play this one out. And they went out and they actually played it out, got the win. Uh, good thing for the Timberwolves to not completely blow that lead. It definitely felt uh, like things had turned in the Mavericks favor. Uh, but as we can see, Game one, no pass. Game two, too many passes. Mm. Game three, just right. Gotta find that balance. We shall see. We gotta shall see. They got to work on the chemistry, but they got two big shot makers. Kyrie and Luka both hit huge threes in the last couple of minutes of this game. So you're comfortable with both of them taking the shot. One of them just has to take the shot. Felt like Luka was trying to make up for not passing it the other Absolutely. night. Here's the pass. He should have yeah. shot it this time when he got it back from Kyrie because mm-hmm. he did have a tiny bit of space on Jane McDaniels, but him... And Anthony Edwards, yeah, they were right up in Kyrie yeah. and Luca's face. It was well done. They needed a three. Don't guard the two-point territory. <laughs> guard the three-point three line, and they did a really nice job. That play at the end is getting a lot of uh, attention. Uh, the defensive uh, play there from Edwards and McDaniel switching and staying on Luca and Kyrie, uh, and, and deservedly so. But make sure you check out the defense that Kyle Anderson had on Luca with about a minute to go in this game. Swipe out. He locked his ass up in the corner, so he was smart. You know, he was using sort of the baseline and the side sort of as help defenders in a weird way. But, yeah, just picked his pocket there in the corner, really moving his feet. It was an awesome defensive play there uh, by Kyle Anderson. But, yeah, Wolves, hold on. You know, built a big lead. Rudy had a great game. Yeah. Anthony Edwards had a big, big shot late where he attacked. A really tough, you know, finish inside. And uh, just enough defense to get it done. Yeah, I think you got to talk about the Wolves and – it was fun watching them the first couple quarters of this game and how they got out to that 26-point lead. You could see Mike Conley looking for Rudy Gobert a little bit more and Rudy being involved a little mm-hmm. bit more offensively. He hit a lefty hook, a little bit of luck, and then Mike Conley was on the baseline. And you could you could imagine a play earlier in the season where if it's D'Angelo Russell on the baseline, you know, swing it around. But he looked for Rudy Gobert, drew a defender, Rudy threw it down. So Rudy was involved, and he went 9 for 9. And I think that's – they're playing together. And uh, just up and down the Wolves roster, they looked great. I mean, Nas Reed in his 12 minutes was dancing around fools. Uh, he looked great off the bench. He danced around JaVale McGee, so they yanked JaVale, JaVale McGee. He played two minutes, and he sat down. And that's why they're working out LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. What? They're working out Lamar- LaMarcus Aldridge as a backup. I don't think that's a great idea. Uh, but but now, I mean, they have so many questions going forward now that they have this this two-man guard superstar rotation. And then they have Christian Wood coming off the bench where now they're looking for another big. So I just bring up Christian Wood because those three guys can score, and Wood did a nice job bringing them back in this game. 
but they're they're still looking for just the right pieces, just a, a backup big. The Aldridge thing doesn't really make sense to me. The Nets tried it the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Didn't go that well. But listen, watching Irving in the fourth quarter, watching him come back, that was fun. I mean, that was a show uh, to see him do that. Uh, one of the games we watched a decent amount on playback last night was the Nuggets-Heat game on NBA TV. Jokic scores 27, and the Nuggets held off the Heat in the end, 112-108. Yes, the Miami Heat playing a close game, a clutch game. They're 41st of the season. Score within five in the final five minutes of regulation. Uh, any takeaways from Denver's win here? 40th win of the season. I think they're the only team along with the Celtics to hit that 40-win mark. Nikola Jokic is unfrickin' believable, <laughs> uh, really, because he needs zero space. We oohed and odd watching him, you know, with the double spin one, at one point on Bam Adebayo in the post. It wasn't there the first spin, so he gave him a second spin. And it's easy to look at this guy and say he's not athletic, and then you see stuff like that where he's obviously ridiculously nimble and can do whatever he wants and was putting a shoulder into Bam Adebayo, one of the league's best defenders, and just getting a tiny bit of space off and throwing it up on the glass, and it looks like a, it looks like a heave, but it's Nikola Jokic, so it's uh, meant to go in, and it goes in, 12 of 14, and uh, popcorn machine wasn't working for me, but watching this game, I thought he probably shot one time in the fourth quarter. I mean, he just he's just so comfortable allowing everybody else to go off, and it worked. And he didn't even have Jamal Murray with him, so he was sort of point guard, sort of center, sort of everything. And so you can't talk about him enough, I think. And he was the best player on the floor. And Jim missed a layup, which Ooh. would have changed things. Uh, Jimmy missed a bunny. I believe you're right. I'm just checking the the play-by-play data here. I think Jokic shot one time, and he made it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it was getting close. Yeah, yeah, close game. But, uh, yeah, what did you think of this one? Hey, man, 12 for 14 against a team that allows the fewest, second-fewest points in the paint in the league. I think they might have actually been number one before Jokic tore him up last night. That's incredible. Also a nice game for Thomas Bryant. Ten points on four or five shooting. Also scoring in the paint. He's going to be helpful off the bench. Nuggets actually got a pretty solid performance from him, from Christian Brown, from Jeff Green. When they get support, they don't need Jokic to take more than 14 shots. On a night when uh, they had no Jamal Murray, no Aaron Gordon, what a win uh, for the Nuggets to pull this off against a fairly healthy Heat team. No Lowry, but, you know. So it goes for Miami. Yeah. They had their two stars out there and Bam and Jimmy, and they had a chance to win it, definitely. Just dunk it, Jimmy. I mean, I know it's like the last minute of the game, but he's got some ups. Throw yeah. it down, buddy. Yeah, and I love that he looked at the rim, though. It was the rim's fault. Yeah, it was the rim's fault. Just gave it a good old stare. At <laughs> I would believe him in Denver. Those things are always <laughs> Oh, crooked. yeah, it's true. <laughs> Tilt it right off there. But it was in Miami, so what up with that? Yeah, good win there for the Nuggets, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. hitting five threes. That's going to help. Bruce Brown has been fantastic for them this year. He hit three. Caldwell Pope, who's been on fire uh, all season long from distance. His percentages from deep are amazing. He hit two. So a little help there for Jokic, and it's enough. 27-12-8 for the Joker in the end. And they're pretty happy, I think, with the trade of Bones Highland. <laughs> There's just the, the way the rotation was working yesterday. Like Ish Smith came in yesterday, took two charges. Ish. Uh, the, you know, they need some minutes from a backup guard. They might sign Reggie Jackson. I guess it's just a little sub, uh, addition by subtraction uh, right now. It's possible. Uh, the other game, the one we started with last night on playback, Jalen Brunson scores 40 as the Knicks end a nine-game skid versus the Brooklyn Nets. They win 124-106. So they, they lost ran nine away. straight. They, hadn't, they never had beaten 
the the KD Kyrie Nets, I guess, or at least in a long time. Mm. Uh, maybe when those guys played or something. Anyway, they did it last night. Brunson was a huge part. Had 17 there in the third quarter. Popped off. That was his third 40-point game of the season. This guy, you know, not an all-star, but he's on one right now. He's averaging 32 points per game on 61% shooting in the month of February. We're halfway through February. Pretty good numbers. Uh, we'll see if Jalen Brown is good to go, and if he's not, Brunson's going to be one of the possibilities as a replacement. Could be Harden. I guess it could be Jimmy Butler, but I feel like it should be Brunson or Harden. But, yeah, big win here for the Knicks. Yeah, that's interesting. We always say a guy uh, playing well at the right time before the coaches vote for the reserves. I guess, in a way, he's playing at the right time right now before the for an injury replacement. Before the commissioner <laughs> decides. Because in the, in the first instance, you, you, you mentioned that usually it's the guy who has – the you know the next in line right. for the uh, accumulative vote total from the fans, media, and players, and that would have been Jimmy Butler, and so Jimmy didn't get it. Right, um, Siakam getting selected. So really, it's just the commissioner deciding. <laughs> uh, Jalen Brunson, you play in New York, you are balling, you are in, and you could see him. It was a close-ish game. Yeah. Uh, until late, until back the, and forth affair there for a while. Yeah, until the best player on the floor won it. And that was Jalen Brunson uh, tearing them apart. And and I think just to note on the other side, this team with the Brooklyn Nets now, the Bridges, the Cam Johnson, the Spencer Dinwiddie, they got nobody who can be a number a true number one guy because they got no one that really has a lot of enough enough wiggle, shake somebody off and, and score. And I know people were excited to see Mikael Bridges potentially get in that role, but it's not him at this point no. and well, uh, you can I mean, see it last it'll be night. him every once in a while he'll have big games but the true superstars are the ones that can do it yeah. night in and night out yeah this right? team this team has got He's to do there. it by committee yeah and now they have so many guys uh, I mean, maybe Cam Thomas can come off the bench and score 40 uh, because right now he's coming off the bench. But they have literally now they have like 12 guys who are dudes who need <laughs> need playing time. They got to make some decisions. It is a it's a it's a crazy lineup when you look at it. And Ben Simmons is a guy who's coming off the bench and barely playing 13 minutes last night, uh, which is really weird. But uh, I just, you know, not to harp on that, but I know people were excited about the Mikel Bridges era, maybe. Like it's like an OG and an OB thing. Like people think OG gets can get more, uh, uh, more possibilities or, or or just more opportunities, I should say, and he'll all of a sudden be a number one guy. But you, you saw Mikel Bridges have that opportunity when Booker was out. You saw OG and OB have that last year when Siakam was out. It's just not them. It's a guys being dudes team, and it's going to be a more pleasant experience for Nets fans, I think, because the drama's gone. But. I just don't see him, you know, being a number one guy. Unless you're, you know, unless you're like we brought up yesterday. Unless you're the uh, fifty-seven and twenty-five, what was it, twelve, thirteen Denver Nuggets, where <laughs> everyone was doing it by committee, and that was a good team. Mm-hmm. But you know, not a not a championship type team. The seventh place Knicks pull within two games here of the Nets uh, in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. So also a very important win for them, trying to uh, chase them down. What do you think of this one? We watched a lot of it on playback. Yeah, I think Tom, Cam Thomas needs to play more. 18 minutes, uh, 20 minutes last night, 18 minutes yeah. in the game prior, which is when all the guys from the Suns showed up. He is their best player with the ball in his hands. Uh, I think he's very, yeah. very shot happy, but they kind of need that, much like uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is as a starter. But neither of them, I guess Dinwiddie's a little bit better. Dinwiddie gets to the rim a little bit more, but that's what the Nets are really, really lacking. Like, there's nobody you're worried about in a pick and roll, which kind of hurts uh, Nick Claxton's 
effectiveness inside as well. They scored 43 points in the second half last night, the Nets did. They scored 38 in the second half against Philadelphia. This is what it's going to be like for the rest of the season. Scoring will be a struggle. They don't know each other. They don't have, like, a number one creator, and they don't have a star, which is why the Knicks took the win last night, because they had Jalen Brunson, who was the most starry of the players out there. And apparently pairing him with Josh Hart is perfect. 67 points combined between <laughs> these guys. I'm happy they get to spend Valentine's Day together. Oh, yeah. Well, the Hart Foundation was amazing, both of them, uh, off the bench. Hartenstein, 8-5, but he's a plus 29 in his 24 minutes. And then Josh Hart, 10-14 of 14 from the floor, four threes, got to the line a little. 27 points for Josh Hart. Yeah, to pair that with uh, Brunson's 40. Not bad. Had a bunch of Villanova boys playing in this one, along with uh, Mikhail Bridges there. But the Knicks get it done. <laughs> I just found out today that Ryan Archie Diacono was with Jalen Brunson at his jersey retirement because they played on the Villanova championship game together. He got traded away for Josh Hart and everybody's like, yes! Yes! Villanova back together, baby! And he's like, hey, what about me? Hey! What about Ryan? <laughs> what about Ryan? What about Ryan? What's up, Ryan? Uh, we also got some uh, confirmation on the Miguel Bridges uh, Iron Man streak because we were like confused. Mm. Did it end? Is it still going? All right. We now know uh, Mikhail Bridges' consecutive game streak its reached 367, even though he did miss that Nets game against the Bulls last Thursday. Bridges wasn't available to play after his trade from Phoenix in that blockbuster for Durant uh, because it wasn't approved in time. He wasn't approved in time to go. So the league determined he shouldn't be penalized for not playing in the game. In one, he wasn't eligible to play in. That makes sense. So... The streak is still alive, and Bridges has yet to really technically miss a game in the NBA or college. <laughs> so, he did in high school, apparently. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway. Did have a field trip or something? <laughs> well, that's good to know. 367 and yeah, counting. Good, yeah. <laughs> I know we were happy about that. <laughs> Sorry I misled people when I said that, but it, it makes sense. And it's like the league is looking at it being like, just keep it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we talked about last night. Uh, okay, let's uh, just quickly, the other games last night, the other four Eastern Conference wins, we had the Hornets beating the Hawks in a high-scoring affair. The Cavs beat the Spurs uh, in a game that Seinfeld predicted. Uh, the Sixers beat the Rockets. And the Magic beat Trey Kirby's Bulls. Any thoughts on uh, any of those four Eastern Conference wins? Give me the Seinfeld line. I, I, I guess there is a there's something going around in an episode of uh, Seinfeld. I forget which character it was, but they <laughs> predicted the fi- the actual score of the Cavs beating the Spurs. Exactly one seventeen. What was it? One oh nine? Is that what it was? <laughs> what last in twenty twenty three? I guess so. No, they didn't. I don't think they were saying what happened in twenty twenty three. It was just like one oh, of those throwaway. The show. Like, Cavs okay. beat the Spurs okay. one seventeen one oh nine. Nice. And you can't get anything by anyone. <laughs> this uh, happened in twenty nineteen as well. Cavs Spurs the exact same thing. December oh, 13, oh, oh, there you go. There you go. So it just <laughs> happened again. There you go. That's uh, awesome. So there's that. Uh, this and, and look, the Cavs. I saw some Cavs fans getting a little upset. We didn't yeah. have them as a winner of the weekend on yesterday's podcast because they got a nice little win streak going here, and they're 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 hanging around those top teams in the Eastern Conference. It's good they're doing it in quiet. That people aren't talking about them. They're they're racking up these wins, seven straight wins. Now they are. You know, pretty locked in into a home court spot unless they fall apart. They're they're fourth right now, mm-hmm. which is great, trailing the, the Sixers. But I I like how they're you know figuring things out in quiet. They got to figure out their their fourth quarter execution a little bit. And uh, 
you know, they've made some decisions here. They've decided to sit Kevin Love, which is really interesting. They're playing Dean Wade instead, uh, maybe just a little younger, uh, a little more athletic. And they're going to get a, a Danny Green uh, just to, to shore up, you know, some some high fives. Danny Green going home. Um, so they've just made some decisions on the rotation. You know, Ricky Rubio back. And they just got to keep winning, so it's fine. We're all we're all good, and uh, you know the Sixers got to they got to be aware of the Cavs coming for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not far behind. Uh, any thoughts on uh, any of those four Eastern Conference wins, especially your uh, Chicago Bulls? Well, the Magic made eight threes last night. It's not that many. <laughs> holy, holy! That's a low, low number. Yeah, very low for any team in the NBA. The Bulls shot three for twenty-one. Wow, from three in this matchup, they're twenty-six for hundred and twenty-five over their last five games. That's 20%. The year is 2023, J.E. Skeets. You gotta make some three-pointers. You gotta make some three-pointers, Chicago Bulls. Good thing they didn't do anything at the uh, trade deadline. Wait, that was last Thursday, right? Yeah. Oh, so now what? <laughs> now what are they supposed to do? I got it. I got a solution. What do you got? Westbrook. Yeah! yeah I mean, he's what, 28% from three? That's an improvement. <laughs> he lights out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sign it up. Oof. Billy, make the call, Bill. That's uh, bad. Uh, and I'm disappointed. I like to wear Bulls gear after they win a, a game. Yeah. Today's Valentine's Day. You know how many red Bulls shirts I have? I have one that says C Red on it. Oh, it would have been perfect wow. for today. Instead, they lost to the team they are diametrically opposed to right now. There's no worse loss than losing to the Magic, who have a lot of the Bulls' draft capital in the four coming seasons. Good point. Um, and I didn't get to wear a red shirt. Man. <laughs> that was a tough night. And you were, like, talking even on playback last night, like, just uh, vibes. The Very vibes bad in the Chicago, right? Poor, like, you man. said, like, they come out and it feels like they've already lost the game. How many did they end up scoring last night in this matchup? 91. They had 89 the game before. They did have 100 plus 100 the game before that, but 89 after that one, too. They just – doesn't feel like there's a lot of belief in the locker room right, right now. And – Honestly, why should there be? Because this is the same team that petered out at the end of last season. They had two chances now to make upgrades to it, but the upgrades that the Bulls chose were the Nets trading away their guys. <laughs> right. That was supposed to be the Bulls' improvement. <laughs> sure, they- sure. I know what you're saying, Skeets. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> the Bulls front off, or their yeah, their their GM said the Nets got worse, so there's an opportunity here. So you're probably thinking a team below them should want to improve. Mm. Because of that opportunity. I don't think so. No. I think stay where you're at. <laughs> play as hard as you can and pray to the basketball gods for a little bit of lottery luck and that the Portland Trailblazers just keep on winning games. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't, th- I don't think this Westbrook idea is too crazy. It is. on At this point, it is. It's insane. <laughs> it's, on, it's insane to bring in Westbrook. But... But at least we'll I will talk myself into oh, it. Of so course hard. you will. Yeah. This man is made to dominate on a ninth and tenth seed. Exactly. Yeah. Be the Wizards. Go get those Wizards. I mean, <laughs> go get them. Why not? Maybe they could, he would get every shot he wants. He'd bring a little life to that locker room, which is lacking. And maybe you can bring back that We Believe slogan. That was a slogan once, right? I feel like We Believe. No? They don't need slogans in Chicago until now. Now, <laughs> now they don't believe. Uh, let's Tough. go to the uh, Western Conference wins. Jazz beat the Pacers. Pelicans beat the Thunder. Uh, eke that one out. And the Warriors beat the Wizards. Any thoughts on those three? Wiggy looking good. He did. He, he did. And uh, Brandon Ingram looking fantastic. Saying uh, The Pelicans saying, we are not done, despite this uh, Zion Williamson news. 
I mean, the guy can carry teams. He has carried teams in the past. He did last night, uh, 34 and a big fourth quarter. He just, hit a couple tough shots. Yeah. It was well defended. He's like, I'll just rise up over you. Yeah. The, the Dort man, all up in him, Lou, <laughs> Lou Dort. And so, yeah, they hopefully can keep afloat. And uh, this Jazz team, great season. Sticking close to 500 through 60 games. That's a win. When they, they look like, you know, they're trading their three rotation players at the deadline that they would be plummeting. But they just play too hard. And they got a guy in Jordan Clarkson who's continues to ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was big in the fourth quarter of that game. Any thoughts there, TK, on the Jazz Pels Warriors getting wins? Well, the Warriors win, I think it's huge uh, for them to get a dub. They've been so inconsistent this year, and just considering the way the, the rest of the conference went, I think it's pretty solid uh, that the Warriors kept pace. Uh, and then we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Brandon Ingram has been playing pretty well for the Pelicans after a slow start from his injury return. They need him to get back to near all-star level for them to be able to tread water in the Western Conference. They got that last night and got a huge win over a team they're competing with uh, for the play-in tournament. Yeah. Good stuff. Pelicans uh, nearly blew it against the Thunder. They got really, really close. They were up five after Trey Murphy the third hit a couple free throws like 10 seconds ago. Then they just let Jalen Williams go down the floor and dunk it very, very quickly. So there's two more points. They're down three. And then some Thunder pressure there resulted in a turnover. It was a tough one. I don't really know who that ball went out on, but they gave the Thunder a chance. I think Isaiah Cho, who's the league leader in three-point percentage, had a look, but he uh, he missed it there. Could have tied the game. But Ingram and the Pels got the win. They're 30-28 and 28 and uh, need every single one of them. All right, that's the games from last night. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to hit the beach and answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, here in the Classic Factory, if you're joining us live on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. It is Valentine's Day, though, so if you love us, hit the like button and subscribe <laughs> to No Dunks on YouTube. I don't think that's a lot to ask, especially on this day of love. No, don't try and click it twice, though. Oh, what happens? Like, you'd think, oh, it's a like button. I want to click it oh, twice to show love. It's gone. It, oh. it removes itself. It's not like the uh, the Instagram heart. You can click a thousand times. Right. So You remove so it if you click odd it numbered, twice. Odd-numbered clicks only. <laughs> All right. Let's hit the beach. <laughs> <laughs> been a while since we've stepped on the beach it's the only place to read your emails and tweets a lot of these came through by way of twitter but our first one was an email test it's from jb he starts it or she starts it by saying sup no donkey boys this is i had a good laugh listening to andrew schleck do an ad today it's it was a roman ad it started with Yo, fellas. Oh. <laughs> you ever have problems in the bedroom? Oh, had a good chuckle. Anyway, Yo, 
Sup, no donkey boys. We know the all-star rosters and our four dunk contest participants, but the NBA has yet to announce the three-point shooters. There's been a few rumors, but who do you hope gets an invite? Skeets, who do, who, well, who do you hope? Well, well-timed email. There's been more than a few rumors. We almost, I think, know the whole field after really? you piece them all together. Yeah, let me take you through it. Okay, uh-huh. on Friday, I had missed this news, but somebody let us know on playback last night. Shams, on the Pat McAfee show that I think was at the Super Bowl, um, <laughs> he reported, Shams did, that Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Damian Lillard, and Anthony Simons will be competing in the three-point contest on Saturday night. So we got a, a pair of teammates uh, that right. are apparently locked in here. You know, Two ball back. Usually right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, Halliburton healed, Dame, and Simons. Now, according to Tony Jones from The Athletic, Lowry Markkinen, he is set to participate. Makes sense. Hometown favorite. You know, this guy's going to be starting in the All-Star game for crying out loud. He's top 10 in three-pointers made this season, too. So Well, then, starting. What's that? He's yeah, starting. He he's got bumped up. He's a replacement up. starter. I didn't know that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, three other <laughs> rumored participants are um, Kings sharpshooter Kevin Herter. I think he is basically a lock. I'm pretty sure he's in. I just saw this morning that heat guard Tyler Hero uh, is going to be in this thing. And then there were rumors going around with Malik Beasley. Now, he was on the Jazz, obviously traded at deadline, part of the Lakers now. I don't know if that one's confirmed. So let's just say we have seven guys that I feel pretty confident are in this thing. It's Halliburton, Buddy, Dame, Simons, Markkinen, Kevin Herter, and Tyler Hero. I always go to bat for last year's champion getting a chance to defend their three-point contest title, but last year's champ, Carl Anthony Towns. So he's not going to be in it. And we don't need him in it. He's injured, so that's fine. So we got one spot here. Can we get, where did you come from? Where did you go? Isaiah Joe? I know he's not a big name, but he is leading the league, Tass, in three-point percentage, over 45% from deep on nearly five attempts per game. Like, guy gets him up. You're going to want a bigger name, Skeets, because the field has been announced. Oh, Justin Hill. Minutes ago. Oh, Literally Jesus. minutes ago. Am I right about the from seven? From Sharania. Yeah, you got seven of them right. Okay. There's one name remaining. Uh, biggest big, name in the field. Biggest name in the field? Yep. Lu- Luca? No, but starting the All-Star game. His team is a great shooting team. His team is a great shooting team, and he's starting in the All-Star game. Yes. Why am I drawing a blank right now? Me too. He's got two first names. Paul George? No, he's no. not starting. No, he's not starting. He's not know. starting. Uh, he wears green. Oh, Jason Tatum. Jason oh, Tatum. Interesting. Two first names. People can be named Tatum. I guess. <laughs> I think it's about 50-50 we've, first names. We've talked a lot <laughs> about two first names recently. Jason, um, Tatum, Jason Tatum. Okay. Kevin Herter, Tyler Hero, Halliburton, Heald, Lillard, Simons, and Markkinen. Per Shams. So no Isaiah Joe, no Utah Watanabe, who's actually uh, the NBA three-point percentage leader, just yeah. doesn't have the, uh, you know, I guess the attempts or the makes to really he's get up there. He's too selfless. He's too selfless for this event. Uh, That's the problem. Okay, look, shoot look. I mean, um, so too many teammates here. I think you don't like the pairs. I mean, I don't, I don't mind them. These guys all deserve to be there. Yeah, yeah. Simons, Buddy, Lillard, and Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We talked about yesterday. Tyrese Halliburton getting up shots. A slow release. Looking forward yeah, to seeing point. what he can do. 
But I don't know. I like the representation from different teams. Anyways, those guys deser- deserve it. Tyler Hero's a that's an odd one to me. He's like what? Averageish. It's like thirty six point <laughs> nine from three. He's not like a right, right, right. Hot, hot three man. Uh, Lowry, yep. I can totally understand. Yep. Kevin Herter is like the uh, the percentage guy. Like he should be in it because he shoots a great percentage on a lot of attempts. So he's the guy I think who you think like uh, more like the Isaiah Joe. So many getting so many threes up. Not a you know, a star by any means, but can be in the three point contest. That's for sure. Tatum's gone in this before too, so he wants to win it. I think he went to the finals one year. Maybe in twenty one. Let's say a couple years ago. Anyway, he definitely was in it. He's in 2021. Yeah, he went to the finals 2021. Yeah, there nice. You go, there you go. There you go. Uh, I would have liked to. Like, I always like him in there. Uh, Clay Thompson. I mean, I'm always going to pick Clay Thompson for one of these things. And I would have just like, I like the idea of him. He hasn't been in it since 2018. Injury is a big part of that. But uh, he's one of the best three point shooters of all time. No one is going to argue with that. He only has one three point contest win. You know, it'd be great to get that second one to like. Uh, Put your name on the list of like Curry and Larry Bird who has three and Hornacek and Hodges obviously has three and Mark Price has two and <laughs> Mark Price. A couple other guys have two. Anyway, but no Clay. So we got our eight. That's fine. Got it's the starry three point contest. Yeah. It's very starry. It's very starry. <laughs> Anybody tried that yet? Does I, it, does I saw it taste it at the, the exact same? Oh like, caught my eye. Does it taste the exact same as a Sierra Mist? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, I'm a sprite man. Sprite man myself. Okay. Yeah. Um. It caught my eye as well. I was, yep. I was there on Super <laughs> Bowl popping. Sunday. It really it's pops. Like, Looks like a laundry detergent. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Mark Price got mad at Muggsy Bogues on Twitter. That's that's my Mark Price news. Uh, okay. Because uh, Muggsy Muggsy. Yeah, I love both those guys. His top five Tuesday for the best shooters of all time were Steph, Bird, Reggie, Ray, and Dell. And Mark Price went at him and said, "Come on, Muggsy, where's the love?" Oh. And Muggsy said, six. You're six. <laughs> Number six. That's nice of him. Anyways, Utah Watanabe should be in there. Okay. Get him in. 58%. Or, sorry, 48%. Just doesn't shoot enough. And, uh, hey, we'll make our predictions because I know you'll be waiting with bated breath to see who we pick. Uh, we'll do that at our live show on Friday night in Salt Lake City, which I believe we are flipping into a podcast, too. Uh, we'll make all our All-Star Weekend predictions there on stage when the pressure's really on. <laughs> <laughs> Who shows up when the lights are brightest? Yeah. Are you le- are you leaning towards anyone right now? Can you tip your hand? I'm leaning towards Buddy Heald. Yeah? Yeah. Gonna be Buddy. Buddy's only- won one too, right? I think he has. Yeah. yeah. He's the only guy in the top 10 in three-point percentage that made the field. How's that possible? Wow. That's weird. We said Bane's not in it, right? No, Bane's not in it. Why don't they just take the top three-point shooters? <laughs> they want more stars. You know, they, they prefer... Yeah, they prefer Tatum over Isaiah one, Joe. Yeah. Let's be fair honest. enough. Fair enough. And it saves him a flight. <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, all right, let's get to our next question. Also, All Star Weekend inspired. This one's from at Dynamite Scott. I need an old timers game at NBA All Star Weekend. You sicko. Uh, yeah. Who's your starting five? Trey, help out Scott. He okay, needs. He Scotty. wants an old timers game. I made myself some rules here. No bulls. That's nice of you. Yep. <laughs> What am I going to do? Pick Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Miller, Noah. That's my starting five if it's all polls. That'd be fun. No Hall of Famers. Okay. Too, too easy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got to be 50 plus. Yeah, okay, that's perfect. a good rule. Old timers. That's old. Not medium timers. <laughs> no Hall of Famers, though. No Hall of Famers. No, no, no. I don't want them. <laughs> Not on my team. Uh, all right, who you got? First name I added. Very first name. Ahead of his time. Made a couple of NBA finals if I may. If I'm thinking correctly, very high draft pick. Played alongside Michael Jordan once upon a time, but not in the NBA. 
No, no. Oh, he said Sam no Hall of Famer. Perkins. Sam Perkins, Big Smooth. Big Smooth, All first right. guy I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's a four or a five. He's, pl- I like he's playing the four on my team. Okay. These are all uh, these are all some of my favorites from back in the day. Okay. Joining Sam Perkins in the front court for my old timers. Another man ahead of his time. Probably would average a triple-double in today's NBA. Vladi Divac. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good one. The Good original pick. Nikola Jokic. The original Brad Miller. The original guy I thought my dad played exactly like. <laughs> Flopping everywhere. I'd love to see him take a flop in an old-timers <laughs> game. I mean, look. If Might La- not get back up. If Lowry was taking charges in the All-Star <laughs> game, why not Vladi uh, in the old-timers game? Those are my big boys. Those are my big boys who are coming and playing in the old-timers game. I also want to see former All-Star MVP Glenn Rice. Well, that's nice. I'm trying to get a lot of shooters on this team because I think that's a skill that ain't going to fade away. Yeah. I think Glenn Rice is going to be able to pop 10 threes in an old-timers game. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to see. Okay. Also, perimeter player, wanted some fancy passing. I was happy to see and quite surprised, honestly, that this man was over 50. Penny Hardaway. Penny's over 50? That's weird. Wow. He should be in his 20s. <laughs> he kind of still looks like he looks he's in great. his 20s. Yeah. yeah, he looks incredible. Uh, obviously an all-NBA caliber player back in the day. Uh, still active in the basketball community coaching, so I'd like to see Penny Hardaway. And then my last choice was a tough one. I actually had Mark Price on the list. Well, I was just going to say he's 58. Exactly. 58, great shooter. I think he... Uh, seeing him knock down a bunch of threes would give people a lot of respect for his game back in the day. (laughs) So let me know if you want to hear Mark Price, or if you want to see Mark Price. I also assume he probably has great gray hair at this stage in the game. Probably looks like Arnie Duncan out there. Uh, So it's between him and Jalen Rose for my fifth guy. I love the uh, media tie-in with Jalen. Surely they would mic him up to be, you know, chatting with Sam Perkins out there or whatever. Also, a bit of a flashy player. Mm -hmm. Um back in the day, but I don't know if he kind of duplicates what Penny Hardaway is giving you out there, and you need the shooting from Mark Price. <laughs> sure. But, so yeah, I'll go I'll go Perkins, Devots, Rice, Hardaway, and Price. Wow. Rice and Price is nice. <laughs> Rice and nice. Price. It's nice. Rice and Price were uh, the names of my two volleyball coaches in high school. We had a Price and a Rice. <laughs> just, nice. Just an odd little fact for Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, great, uh, great volleyball coaches. <laughs> How would you know? They, how would, you we know would, how would I know? Stratford was a powerhouse for volleyball. That's how I know. Seriously. Before my time. Like they, they, and they were there for a long, long time. In the, in the province of Ontario? Yeah. Absolutely, Tess. <laughs> they were very, very good. Uh, winning winning offices and stuff like that. Like Ontario. Basically state titles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I also know some good volleyball coaches. Probably a little later on. Hmm. They did some good offset work, but nice d- d- different eras, I'd say. Uh, yeah, well, you're also you're from a big city too. It's a huge Stratford, city, tiny, twenty thousand. <laughs> Where are they getting this talent? Yeah, getting a bunch of farm kids to play volleyball, Just kick ass. It's in that poop water. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, all right, great, great, great list. That was a good list. You Over fifty. Anyone, I like those some old guys. Anyone yeah, you like to I see? I like how you didn't do the Hoffers. You're, at first, I was like, get the Hoffers in there, but. Smart move not taking the Hall of Fame players. Smart move. And also a smart move not going between 40 and 50, like getting the big three guys out there essentially. It's too young. That's not an old-timers game. Yeah. Even though people are asking for that. <laughs> Dynamite Scott wants it. All right, let's get to our next one. What we got? It's from Dylan. Who are your four contestants in a hypothetical all-star layup contest? All-star layup contest. We've been talking about that for a long time. <laughs> yep. I actually put it on Google. It was a question on Quora. You know that site? 
Quora? Yeah, yeah. Somebody asked that. Why doesn't the NBA have a layup contest? I was surprised by that. That's sicko. For Quora, that's sicko. Steve Shapiro replied, probably because it would be incredibly boring. That's wrong. That's just Get out of here, wrong. Steve Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve. <laughs> Get out of here. It would be so fun. Steve All right, who, so do, you, who four, do you have on your – My uh... four leading the way, unquestionably in yeah. there, John Morant. Uh, who are you going to go with? Well, I think Kyrie Irving yeah, is Kyrie's... number one with a bet. Kyrie was second okay, for me. Okay. Those okay. two are in. Okay. Third, I would put Zion in there. Maybe because he's injured, he wouldn't. Zion, Zion is wow. a show. He is a show. A different bod flying to the rim. He loves laying it in. He's in. For, wow. All right. Fourth, Daryl Armstrong. <laughs> great, at, great at layups. <laughs> yeah, yes. Check our short. Yep. Skeets put this together. The worst dunks in dunk contest history. Yeah, he did a layup. He did a layup. Okay, he's not in. My fourth would be Jordan Poole. I think he's fancy schmancy. With the layups. Okay. So Morant, Kyrie, Poole, Zion for me. Zion's an interesting choice. I like it. I mean, I get the, uh, you know, the attraction of it all. Look at this big guy in the mix. But, like, I feel like every one of his layups is basically the same. Similar. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't have, uh, speaking of shorts, one that you made not too long ago that popped off on one of our social media channels, Malik Monk. Mm. He does the very, very weird layup where he doesn't dunk it, but sort of does. Uh, but yeah. I mean, look, Ky- Kyrie and John Moran are your one, two, and a bullet. Who else would you have on your list? Steph Curry. Sure. Great finisher. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Ooh. His would be all about changing speed. Yeah, like sort of <laughs> spins off the back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, is Jokic, would he have funny, <laughs> cool layups? He does, He makes a lot of weird shots. He it's does. usually with, you know, somebody around him and the ball bounces 38 times on the rim. Uh, I don't know. I think it'd just be funny to see like these high flyers doing spins and switching hands, and he just like is flopping over, kind of falling down, dink it and dump it, just sits on the rim, drops in. In this hypothetical contest, is there a defender? Like, is Luke Cornett out there, like uh, jumping straight up and down? Do we yeah, bring back Roy Hibbert? Question. Like, I think you should. I th- I th- <laughs> so then you have to maneuver around. Yeah, though. I think that like part of the experience of watching a guy do a layup, you usually just think, okay, he's in the air. What is he? What kind of you know, wild stuff is he doing to to get around either rim or defender? But like the Zion attraction for me is him able to get around a defender mm-hmm. and get to the rim. The Jokic attraction is able to basically just go through a defender. So yeah, I hear you. I mean, you'd have a fourth. I think you'd have three standard like Derrick Rose back in the day, like in the air. Just like what they just doing? levitate in the air and change. Like Kyrie changes his mind four times yeah. in the air. So you got like, which hand he's going to shoot with, how he's going to shoot it, off the glass or not? Yeah. yeah. So three smalls. I think if we were having a four-person contest, three smalls, <laughs> conventional smalls: Morant, Kyrie, whether it's Steph, Jordan Poole, somebody like that, and yep. then a big. That's why uh, okay. Zion's in for me, just like they do in the dunk contest. Yeah. Three non-bigs, and then you get a Jericho Sims. Yeah, the the big is usually a waste of a spot, so <laughs> might as well do it in the layup contest. Too. No, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, next one here. This is from York. Tweeted in. Uh, Did we ever get your take on this year's All Star jerseys? And what's the most iconic NBA jersey in All Star game history? Let's talk a little little fashion. Did we ever weigh in on these uh, jerseys for 23 here? I can't remember. <sighs> Briefly, I was yeah, on. A, yeah. It was on a different. I think it was on playback. Could have been a playback. Oh, uh, okay. Playback. So, so here, they, here they are on YouTube. Everyone listening to the podcast. Uh, a br- you know the gradient versions here from a red to a yellow for you know one of the teams, and then a you know light blue to a darker blue for the other team. 
Yeah, red to yellow. That's a, that's a good way of saying it. I thought this was an orange jersey, but you're right. It is red to yellow. Yeah. It's a red rock. <laughs> There's a little slide. bit of orange in it. I like that one. I think that one looks pretty slick. The blue one is pretty boring. Yeah. My main complaint with these is they don't feel starry enough. No. Mm. I agree. Where are my stars at? Look how bold. Like, like, the colors, fine. The gradients, fine. But you're right. It's so boring. It just says in a very generic font, all star. <laughs> you got the stars That's on it. the shorts, but you got to put a star on that jersey. Yeah, I guess there's uh, yeah, there's that one on the back, with the logo. But yeah, yeah it's on your I, neck. I'm with you. Not a lot <laughs> it's on going your on. Neck. You want more stars? I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. They're, they're just but they're fine. Flash yeah. it up. For us who look at jerseys 24 seven, I understand we want something that stands out a little bit more. But these are also, if they're sold, I guess they're being sold. Like some oh, people don't what? like. I, I, no, they're being sold. You can buy both. Yeah. Okay. But people like should... boring jerseys. No, I disagree. People, people don't. People want to have just a jersey at the All Star game. I'm just saying, for marketing purposes, people, your 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 middle America. Not 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 to say like you just have to be a boring guy in middle or a boring person <laughs> in middle America. But I'm just saying your standard American just wants a jersey. They don't need they want to a have cooler a jersey than a boring jersey. They want one with a cactus on it or whatever, like cool colors. Hate to something. break it to you, a lot of people are boring. They just want a standard jersey. Well, that's I mean, that's pretty standard. I, well, that's that's what they're doing recently. You're right. The last 3 years, 4 years, whatever we're at now, well, they're generic. One color, other color, that's it. So isn't the red rock one enough? Is oh, it? It's fine. I mean, right? you're right. A star some some sort of design. <laughs> yeah, okay. Would it kill them? It's like with the Super Bowl logos now. They're just all the same. That's the problem. Here's my issue, Tass. You wear that, 20 years from now, somebody's going to go, oh, nice LeBron uh, All-Star jersey. Um, What year was that? It was in Utah. Where Look at the Red Rock. That? Oh, the blue one. You'd have no clue. It was raining. <laughs> that's the weird thing about that one it looks like it's been rained on yeah yeah uh, you have no idea that's the, the part i don't like you wear the one with the cactus you're like oh phoenix 95 or you know the chili pepper oh san antonio 96 like those are iconic it, it you know it just places them i think is a fun part of it yeah anyway. the, and and this has to do with a body of water around the blue one right Jeez, I, think. I don't know is, uh, oh, is, is that the salt lake <laughs> I thought is it was that salt? To, I thought it was supposed to be like uh, the night sky. Oh yeah, that yeah. maybe yeah. Okay, uh, maybe. Okay, okay. So the second anyway. part is, uh, what's your favorite? What's your most iconic NBA All Star game jersey? Two thousand three. Oh, Michael yeah, Jordan's one. last All Star game. They brought back the jerseys from his first All Star game. Now look, these are pretty generic. <laughs> generic. Got to some be, stars. Exactly. Yeah. They got stars on it. They one hundred percent got stars on it. Uh, but they look classic. And I honestly don't think you necessarily need, like, you can't have a San Antonio every year. You can't have a Phoenix okay. every single year, but you can have something that looks awesome. They kind of did something similar to this last year uh, with, like, the slightly reddish, slightly bluish, uh, or I guess they were gray for the for the Eastern Conference, if you want to call yeah. it that. And they just weren't quite the same. They could go back to these, run them out every year, and no one would complain. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and these, these in 03, yeah, they were they were basically throwbacks. Yeah. To uh, yeah, yep. way back in the day, like the the '80s games and stuff like that. Or of course, we could just go back to them wearing their own jerseys too, if you really wanted to do that. The whites for the home team, mm. you know, your own jersey, and then uh, the away jerseys for the other one, colored ones. That looked cool too. I like those only like when you see the photos of all the guys. 
And you're like, oh, that does look cool. That's nostalgia right yeah, there. That's yeah. that's the part of it. I yeah. think. And I think the uh, the New York ones were similar to those in that they were like simple. If you remember, in you know they had this a bit of a subway theme, a bit, but they were just real simple. When we had Toronto and New York, or New York and Toronto in fifteen, yeah, sixteen, the New York one was simple, black and white. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, just like boxy letters. I don't think you need all the flash. I think you need one. It's col- an all-star game. It's an exhibition we just, game. We just liked a f- that. That was a penny that we just saw. That was like <laughs> no, that, that. That was you know again. A th- that, it's we liked Kobe. it because it was a throwback, and of course it's MJ and Kobe, and it looks cool. It does. That's what a basketball jersey should look like. A U neck. You got some striped ribbing around the waistband, around the armholes, around the neck holes. That's what a jersey should look like. Things today too minimal. Uh, and that is the case for mm. like a team like the Cavs, a team like uh, the Jazz, and then the All-Star jerseys we're seeing. Spice it up a little, man. I understand that people want something simple. Put a star on it. That's fine. Put a star on it. All right, That's let's, fine. Let's I, I like the stars idea. Yeah, it needs stars on it. It is an All-Star game. All right, final <laughs> one here. It's from Simon A. If you could choose one current NBA player to enter the dunk contest, three-point contest, and skills challenge, which player would have the best chance? Of winning all three. Uh, good question. I think uh, I think there's a lot of potential answers here. I mean, look, winning the skills challenge, uh, anybody in the NBA can, <laughs> can win it on the right night. So like, you could almost remove that from the equation. But I had four names that like immediately came to mind, and and some of them have won contests before. Donovan Mitchell, I think uh, he's won a dunk contest. You know, I think he could catch fire in a three-point contest. It could obviously win his skills. Anthony Edwards, uh, I thought was going to go in this three-point contest. Said he wanted to. Yeah. So that's a bit of a shock that the uh, NBA didn't want him in it, I guess, and elected for other players. Anyway, Anthony Edwards could win all three of these. Zach Levine uh, has won dunk contests. He's been in a lot of three-point contests um, and has yet to win it, but I feel like he could. Anthony Simons, he's won a dunk contest. Yeah. He's now in the three-point contest. Shoots 38% from deep on the year. Takes a lot of them. 40% plus the previous two seasons. So he's a very, very good three-point shooter. And I'll, you know, a, a guy that should have won a dunk contest, uh, Aaron Gordon, doesn't shoot a lot of threes. I don't know how he would fare in the actual contest, but of course could win the dunk contest. But those ones I like the most, I think, are Simons, Edwards, and Zach Levine, and then maybe Mitchell and, a, and an AG after that. Any other one so you would throw in the mix? Uh, Malik Monk, I think, is a guy who could absolutely do it. He can fly. He just sometimes lays it in. And Paul George, probably past his prime at this yeah. point for doing it, but could have done both. And the skills challenge as well. <laughs> Not an issue? And yes, he can throw a ball through a tire. He was in a dunk contest, right? Yeah, he you was, couldn't, yeah. couldn't see him. Yeah. He did the lights out. His, uh, you know, his suit, his jersey, whatever, didn't light up all that well. Yeah. It was a nice dunk, too, actually. Really nice dunk. Yeah. Uh, reverse 360. Yep. The little Vince Carter, but didn't look as cool. Andrew couldn't see it. No, it was. The presentation yeah. uh, was a little lackluster. Anyone else? You guys got to... They all sort of come back to guys who've done both of them. Like, somebody threw in here a Terrence Ross, Ignatius Roberto. That's, yeah, huh. that's good. He got up. He used to Especially get up. back in his day. Yeah, but now he's uh, old, 32-year-old Terrence Ross. But yeah, you guys... You guys Banged them all. That's a lot. We killed it. Good job, guys. Great questions. A little fun all-star edition to get us ready, get us in the mood. We're leaving on Thursday. Have you started packing? That's uh, on my to-do list today. Really? Good, nice. for, you. Stuff. Good yep. for you. Yep. Got to fold my laundry, and it'll go straight 
into. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, straight don't, into the You don't suitcase. have to put it away in the closet or in a drawer. Two for one. Two chores for one. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Happy Valentine's Day. What about you? You started? <laughs> nah, I'm not a two-day two day header. No. I'm always the day before, so I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> but you guys have got me thinking about the boots scenario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been slacking on buying boots. Maybe I've... I've Oh, you're thinking about you're going. thinking about going today yeah, and buying adding, boots. Adding an, another item to my to-do list. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. So then you're just gonna have to straight up For wear those boots. Di- what, what is it? Three days? Yeah, we're don't not there. Don't buy long. boots. You're Canadian, man. Yeah. You don't need them. No, I don't need them. Might, but wouldn't you? Some. Wouldn't you say? Can't you say the reverse? I'm Canadian. I should own some boots. Yeah, yeah. Boots. I mean, he was, just, I have he was boots. just in Canada. You should have had them there. I do. I had. I had some nice Birkenstock boots. Yeah, they make boots. There you go. So uh, why do you need new boots? <laughs> he's going boots. out on the town he's not going to some cottage you can't be walking the streets of salt lake wearing birkenstock boots yeah it's true people well taking photos with wear you. uggs get those big red ones yeah that's so, so yeah 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 <laughs> the problem is getting them on time JD. Yeah, JD. oh there's a backlog <laughs> i don't know if they're out unless you're a famous person everybody's got them yeah. now coming, suddenly coming soon for us plebes okay Okay, I, I believe they're a thousand dollars on StockX. Wow! Yeah, Seth Rollins selling his pair. Three X'd it already. Uh, all right, we gotta take one more break. When we come back, pick them results and tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. So Cooper, who lives in Salt Lake City, or at least in the area, says, Coming from someone here, you can get by without boots. <laughs> and he said, uh, It did snow a little today, but it will all be melted by Friday. Mm. But what about Thursday? We're there on Thursday. <laughs> I need boots for eight hours. <laughs> uh, well, that's good to hear. And uh, Sep B was wondering, Will the live show be recorded and posted? These balloons are hindering my ability to travel to Utah. Uh <laughs> It will be recorded and posted as a podcast. Uh, it will not be on YouTube because it's just 
too much work. <laughs> so you'll have to uh, just listen to the podcast if you want to hear us do the live show on Friday night. But good question. Okay. Pick them results last night. It was that uh, Nets-Knicks game. New York was uh, favorited by two and a half points. They covered easily. It was close. It was back and forth for a while, and they blew it open. Good win for me and Trey. We improved to four and five. Cass took the L, and you're five and four. So we're bunched up here in February. Four game night in the association this evening. There's a TNT doubleheader. Unfortunately, that first one has lost some of the luster. Celtics, Bucks. The Jays are out. Jalen Brown, face. Jason Tatum, uh, a non-COVID illness, I do believe, is keeping him out. So, didn't go with that one. The Warriors-Clippers, no Steph as the, the second part of that. Uh, back to, or doubleheader, can't go with that one. There's actually five games. Yeah, it's five. Slipped, I was just going to say. The Wizards-Blazers slipped right by me, just like the Magic Mid-Raptors slipped right by me. So, the game of the night is the Kings' Suns. Let's go to Phoenix, yeah. where Phoenix is the two-and-a-half-point favorite. Kevin Durant is not playing. One. Is that correct? Yeah. He's, he's coming back Thursday? Is that the idea? Is that what they were is, saying? Is he doing oh, that? Oh, I don't oh, know. I thought he was out until no, after right, the All-Star right, break. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Never mind. No KD. At least for tonight. <laughs> Here we go. Phoenix, Sacramento should be a great one. Trey thinks Phoenix will take care of business at home. They're favored by two and a half, so they get one by three or more. Well, Skeets and I will take those two points think it'll be at least a close one a very 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 close one. quite close hopefully these phoenix suns are well rested they haven't played in four days but it is the task Malice trap game first game home after a long long road trip did four days matter we shall see yeah that's why i stayed away from it because phoenix was on a trip they did finish four and one on that trip they do feel good i'm sure after coming home and they're two games behind sacramento for that third seed mm. it's a battle Yes, and just to make it very clear, no Durant tonight, and he is not expected to be back until after the All-Star break from that right MCL sprain. But he was in a Suns practice jersey on Maybe the court. Maybe that's why I yep. was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He was yeah, working. Yeah, he was a practice. He was practicing. Okay, we got a couple of guys taking the Kings with some points to play with. TK has the Suns. Got to win by three or more. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. We've seen a lot of things in the NBA mm-hmm. over the years, but we ain't never seen this. There was a wedding in the NBA last night. <laughs> According to reports, the first ever halftime wedding in NBA history wow. went down in Dallas. A couple from Arkansas, Reed Malone and Ellen Pyatt. Reed proposed to Ellen at a game in 2021, and the Mavericks were thrilled with the way it went down. So they approached them with the idea. Y'all want to get married at halftime of the game? They said, absolutely we do. Wow, wow. Full shebang. White dress. Bridesmaids. Groomsmen. Parents. The Dallas Symphony Orchestra. Mark Folliwell. Officiating. <laughs> he's an ordained minister. Wow. So he straight up did the wedding uh, for Reed and Ellen. With this ring. With this ring. Ivy wed. Ivy wed. By the power vested in me and with 20,000 MFFLs as witnesses, it's my delight to declare you husband and wife. Reed, you may kiss the bride. (laughs) (laughs) Mavs fans, please welcome Reed and Ellen Malone! (laughs) 
Amazing. Yay! <laughs> Did they say ID wed? ID wed. <laughs> I was like, hold With on. With this ring, ID wed. Wow. I've always said the one thing missing from my wedding was an air horn going. <laughs> I did like that. That was an awesome <laughs> Now. Okay. The question. Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks lost last night. Ooh. Do you oh. just not tell people? You just like let that part slide by? Yeah, we got married at the game. What? When? <laughs> Halftime. It was awesome. It was incredible. Did the team win? Well, well. Ellen doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. Reed doesn't care. They were happy to be honored. Mm-hmm. But it could be a bad omen. Mm. That's the worry. They were down at the half. They were down at the half. <laughs> this wedding kind of turned the game. I know. As it got Kyrie going, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, wow. Do you think, uh, like, were all, their, were all their friends and family in attendance? Yeah. yeah. Oh, did yeah. They... they had parents sitting on the court. Like... So the Mavs bought them tickets? Like, did they watch the question. game? That's a, that's a great question. When did she change? Is there a bridal suite there? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What'd they do for a reception? I know they got hot dogs. Remember New Orleans Noel was eating hot dogs mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Dallas media area? I do. <laughs> Who could forget? Who could forget? Uh, big congrats, though, to yeah. me and Ellen. I'm happy for them. Congratulations. <laughs> Is the word the that ancient that you just forget <laughs> about it? It's not like she literally said, I, like, I don't, I don't know what Reed said because I think she was a little louder. I think Ellen was a little louder. I'm yeah. not sure about Reed, but Ellen definitely said, I.D. Wed. Yeah, yeah. And, Big D for Dallas. And Sep be here in the stream team with this ring, I.D. Wade. Well I.D. Wade? Oh, too much. Too much. Ellen! <laughs> Forgot the word, the. That guy, when they finally showed the guy there, he did look familiar to maybe the proposal video. Or he looks like somebody else. He just I, look, I think he's a guy Does who he, looks like guys. Yeah, he looked. <laughs> I was like, wow, I sort of remember that guy. I was trying to look it up. He here. had shorter hair, uh, I do believe, when he proposed. I think they won the game where he proposed. But I thought he kind of looked like uh, Matty O's buddy, Tall Baby. <laughs> really? And also J.R. Hildebrand, a guest once upon a ah. time on the Oh, no, yeah, he looks a little like him. No Breaks podcast. He's got a touch of Scott Pollard. Uh, <laughs> a touch of a Pollard. Touch of Pollard. <laughs> Man's got a touch of Pollard. Uh, I like the blue, the blue, the Mavericks blue tie that he's wearing yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then here's my final <laughs> question Josh with McRoberts. this. Final question. Just Josh McRoberts. <laughs> they do in a real wedding. Probably. Yeah. 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 You think so? Or at least a dance. At least a dance party. <laughs> come on, come on down. Come on party. down. It's the square dancing Joes. We got all the hits. Trace Atkins. All right, congrats. Maybe that'll happen at our uh, Friday live show. Marry somebody. Yeah. I did see uh, somebody uh, slid into the DMs (laughs) to say they were coming, like a couple was coming. I was like, great. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's a nice uh, post-Valentine's Day gift right there. Anyone here ordained? I am. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I am actually. Yep. So we can do it. I'll do your wedding. We'll do it. Wow. One for two right now. One for two uh, on successful marriages. Oh, really? Weddings that I've officiated. Oh, that's all right. That's 500. Yeah, I know. I'd like to get over 50%. Yeah, so we'd like to find another couple. So, yeah, couple. I'd love to marry you. But only if you want to get married on February 17th at 8 p.m. in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Anything else, off limits. But we're, uh, aren't we not 0 for 1? The, sh- uh, the show? Yeah. Well, proposals. In terms of bringing people. Oh, yeah. Wait, didn't they get married? And they got they married. got divorced? Yeah, they, they got proposed on it. They, sorry, they got engaged on this show. When we were the basketball jokes. Yeah. yeah. And they were divorced. I think before we were the starters. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So, it's all right. Maybe, maybe it was a red flag getting uh, engaged on a very small NBA podcast. <laughs> exciting. Very exciting. Tass almost took out a light with a champagne cork. I remember that. That was, oh, that was hilarious. In the studio. Yeah. There, there were, uh, yeah, unfortunately, they were divorced. There were two people that got together. That were at a bar, oh, wedgie. watching wedgie. watching a basketball yeah, game, yeah, 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 yelled yeah. wedgie at the same time. Yeah, now, they got together. I'm not sure if they got married. Okay, but. so we might be also back to 500 here. We don't know. <laughs> well, no, I'm feeling better. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, I forgot about 500. That. The divorce stats. rate is much higher than 50, percent is it not? Is it like 70 percent or something? Oh, come on, that high? <laughs> you can't high. bring up a stat like that on Valentine's Day. Why not? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, let's call it there. Wow, this turned into a long podcast. That was a lot of fun. Guys, send in your questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc. Follow us across all the social media channels. It's Dunk Week in No Dunks World, ironically. Wow. Uh, we've got some fun content that we've been dropping across our social media channels. Uh, Tass already said it. I did the, uh, well, some of my favorite worst dunk attempts in dunk contest history. We've got a couple other fun ones, uh, you know, dunk inspired coming later this week. So make sure you subscribe. Hit a like on those. Helps us out. And we will be back tomorrow morning talk about tonight's games and whatever else we get into at 10 a.m. Eastern here live from the Classic Factory. We have one show tomorrow, and then we are doing a show Thursday before we jump on a plane to Salt Lake City, where we then have a live show on Friday night. And then we'll be back on Monday to do a podcast here from the Classic Factory, just to keep everybody <laughs> up to speed on what we're doing. Uh, anyway, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember... Quick Google, don't trust this, but quick Google says divorce rate, it's about 50%. Oh. Love is in the air. <laughs> Embrace your loved ones, people.